Welcome to episode 127 of P's and Q's Podcast. I'm Clay Hansen, and I've got another great episode for you today. We get deep into Hollow Earth stuff. We get into Epstein Island. It's a pretty conspiracy-heavy episode. Um, other than that, we talk about... We have some Let's Talk Tuesdays. Paul Galavente's back. I figured you'd out, Paul. You're not in my spam anymore, brother. Um, he's got a great Let's Talk Tuesday a guy hits me with a let's talk Tuesday about uh, pronouns and shit like that. And it actually gets a little heavy there at the end. So uh, other than that, it's a good episode. We have some fun. Uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. Because apparently Mount Shasta is just uh, Mount Shasta. And I want to look up like uh, conspiracies. Mount Shasta. The legend of Mount Shasta. Because the thing about Match. Okay, so the thing about Mount Shasta was that, like, that was where all of the. Uh, all of, like, the. Um, what was it called? Youth group kids went when I was in high school. They would go out to Mount Shasta for like a week. And it was all they would fucking talk about. All the Mount Sh- like all the youth group kids would just talk about Mount Shasta. They'd be like, that's where we're going this summer. And uh, so I always just associated it with, you know, the youth group kids. Then a buddy of mine at work was like, oh, Mount Shasta is fucking haunted. Just so you know. And I was like, well, that's not true. And then I kind of tickled it. I kind of itched that scratch just like a little bit. And then now I'm really going to get into it. So the legends of Mount Shasta. California's Mount Shasta has been subject of an unusually large number of myths and legends. In particular, it is often said there is a secret city beneath its peaks. In some stories, the city is no longer inhabited, while in others, it is inhabited by a technologically advanced society of human beings or mythical creatures. Hello. Dude. Mount Shasta? That's fucking sick. So, it is inhabited by technologically advanced society of human beings or mythical creatures. The Native American legends, according to a local indigenous tribe, namely the Klamath people, Mount Shasta is inhabited by the spirit chief Skell, who descended from heaven to the mountain's summit. Skell fought the spirit of the Bella world, Lao, L-L-A-O. Lao, Lao, who resided at Mount Mazuma by throwing hot rocks and lava, probably representing the volcanic eruptions at both mountains. Writer Joaquin Miller recorded various related legends in the 1870s. Dude, I was reading 
I was reading about uh, this family back in the day that went into the Himalayas because there's apparently an ancient city inside the Himalayas, dude. Here's the thing. If there's so many people uh, talking about like indoor, like inside mountain cities, one of them like has got to be real a little bit, right? Maybe there has to be at least one of these. Like, there's this one, Mount Shasta. Is apparently there's a, a super technologically advanced city inside of Mount Shasta. Shasta. I feel like Mount Shasta sounds like a white trash person. Me saying Mount Shasta. I think it's supposed to be Shasta. I'm too deep in, anyways. So, but then there was this family. Who went on this, and they wrote a whole a whole book about going to find this like lost city in the Himalayas, and then they disappeared for like eight months. They were just gone, and then they came back, and it turns out that both because this was this was during World War Two, maybe in between World War Two and like Vietnam. But uh, the Russians and the Americans had their eyes on this family. And they like even, uh, oh, dude, the president even funded them to go on this exploration for this hidden city in the um, Himalayas. Him, Himalayas? Hidden in the Himalayas. What's the... Thomas Dunham, dude. And there's a book. Uh, what, What family went... What family was it? What family... Um... Adventure. Adventure. Let's see. Um... The hidden city in the Himalayas. Family that searched for the hidden city in the Himalayas. Himalayas. That is the most phonetically. Uh, that's ex- Himalaya is literally how it's spelled the way that it sounds. That is okay. The miss. The, the mystical and mysterious lost city of the Himalayas. Hello. I got a. I can't remember what the name of this family was, but it was a wife, a husband, and then their son had just gotten out of the military. So he was like their security because it was supposed to get like kind of spooky in there, right? And so um, this family went looking in the Himalayas and. I wonder, I can't remember, um, Shambhala, that's like this, like there's, it's supposed to be like a golden city or something like that, and it's wild because it's inside, just like Mount Shasta, um, dude, and then, dude, okay, this is gonna be a, a super heavy hollow earth episode, I just realized, Glasses are looking foggy as all hell. Got to get that squared away. It literally feels like a tiny child 
was finger fucking my glasses, and that's because there was. There was a tiny kid who was mowing my glasses, and that little kid's my son. Who's sick as a fucking dog again? Dude, I swear to you, if you don't have kids yet, and this is for you guys too, if you don't have kids yet, but you're having them or planning on having them, homeschool. Homeschool. They don't need to meet anybody else. They don't need to learn how to hang out with other kids because I can tell you the only... Well, they're going to learn a lot of stuff and there's a lot of benefits to it. But they are going to get sick twice a week. Twice a month, for sure. My family has not had a full month of not being sick since September. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Like... My wife dropped off my son at school, and then I got home from work, and she was like, I think Bo's going to get sick. And I was like, why would you say that? And wouldn't you know it, Bo got sick. It's because a parent was dropping off a sick kid at school. His class is only like five kids, three kids maybe, maybe four kids, you know? Why would you bring your sick kid to school? And then... My daughter, she goes to a class, there's like 11, 12 kids, and one time, one time, Lucia, my daughter came home from school, and she goes, they sent Cody home because he got sick. He had to leave early. His mom had to come pick him up because he was sick. It's like, as a parent, you definitely look at your kid and you go, are you getting sick? You know, and so by the time that he was so sick that they sent him home, he was already sick, and they knew he was already sick. And wouldn't you know it, my fucking daughter got sick, dude. Fuck. But uh, let's see. Mount Shasta has also been focused for non-Native American legends centered on the hidden city called Delos of advanced beings from the lost continent of Lemuria. What is that? Let's Lemuria. Lemuria is a continent uh, proposed by 1864 zoologist Philip Sculter, theorized to have sunken beneath the Indian Ocean, later appropriated by occultists and supposed uh, accounts of human origins. The theory was discredited with the discovery of plate tectonics and continental drift. Yeah, that'd be one thing if we weren't living on a flat earth, brother. Yeah, that theory holds up if we're not on a flat earth, brother. Plate tectonics is a myth. Earthquakes aren't real. Dude. Get out of town. You guys all know that. The earth is flat, dude. Give me a big like on there if you think the earth is flat. Um... Suggestions 1870 that Lemura could be the ancestral home of mankind caused the hypothesis to move beyond the scope of uh, scope of geology and zoo geology, ensuring its popularity outside the framework of sci- of the scientific community. Occultist and founder of Thelosophy, Helena Blotvatsky during the latter part of the 19th century, placed Lamura in the system of her mystical religion 
uh, religious doctrine, claiming that this continent was the homeland of the human uh, human ancestors whom she called Lemurians. The writing of Blotvatsky has a significant impact on uh, Western esotericism, popularizing the myth of Lemura and its mystical inhabitants. I'm trying to see Lemura, dude. I want to know. I want to know what Lemura is all about. Here's the thing. Do you know how fucking dope it would be if Flat Earth was a real thing and then just outside of Antarctica there's like 15 more continents that have all these animals and shit that we have never even discovered? God, that is a dream. It's an absolute dream. Oh, could you imagine? That's where Megalodon is. That's where Megalodon is. And everybody knows it. If there's a bunch of continents outside and the earth is flat, that's where Megalodon is. I actually saw a video and all these videos, my first initial reaction is to go, this is true. What I'm seeing is true. Now, some of them are so fucked. Like, how in 2023 can we not get a clear shot of Bigfoot? God damn. You guys, no one cares what kind of shoes you're wearing. Get that fucking ultra zoom on his big hairy face. I need to see Bigfoot. I need it. That'd be great. You you can ask my wife when we're driving and we're going camping in the summer. 1000% she will see me staring off while I'm driving into the forest. And she asked me when she asked me last summer, maybe the summer before that. She's like, why don't you pay attention to the road? I'm like, for one, we're on a super long, like, empty road. But for two, I am going to see Bigfoot one of these days. But uh, I saw a video of a megalodon swimming next to a blue whale. And I'm not sure it's true. It's probably not true. But I'm going to believe it. The coat of arms of the British Indian Ocean Territory is two sea turtles standing on their legs holding up a Union Jack with a crown that has a palm tree coming out of it. (laughs) Yeah, look at this. Look at that. That's fucking sick. (laughs) <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Ew, the coat of arms. I want to get that tattooed to my body. Golly. Um, but Lemuria and all these places. So that's like like the idea that flat... And, see, so, so, okay, so flat earth, they say that Antarctica is a ring that goes around all of the continents. And then if you go across Antarctica, there's like a bunch more earth and there's like a bunch. And, um, it's really, really crazy to think that that's like a conspiracy that people have latched onto so hard, you know, because like, what would be the point of not letting people know? 
Are they just waiting? So if the theory of flat earth is real, is just like the superpower dogs, just like basically like, well, these 7 billion people are just going to kill each other off. So we just got to wait it out. And then we're going to cruise across Antarctica and I'm going to go live on, what are the, what are the continents? Uh, flat earth continents. The most, oh yeah, here we go. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to Google image that ass. Okay. Okay, so flat earth, there it is. So there is all of this, and then there's Antarctica, and then there's an island called Geminia, and then there's Pitatia, and then there's the moving island, Thoth, T-H-O-T-H, and then there's Hopius. Now I will. T oh, and then there's Librius. Librius. Um, the moving island. Okay, this is wild because tied into this is um, is Disney has like a pretty significant tie to the conspiracy that like. Basically, all conspiracies run through Disney in one way or another. You know, like, you know when the intro of Disney pops on and that, like, star f shoots over the castle? And then it, it, it looks like a dome going over the castle. A lot of people are convinced that that symbolizes uh, that there's, like, a... That the Earth is flat and this there's, like, a globe. Like a little... Like a thing that goes around. It goes boop, over the top of us, uh, like a dome, like a glass dome, like Earth is a terrarium. But the most recent movie that came out on Disney was called Strange World. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Strange World, you find out that they're actually living on a moving island at the very end of the movie hmm i've never heard this theory before but now maybe i'm on this maybe i'm discovering the moving moving island thoth flat earth hidden lands a huge moving island just appeared out of nowhere hmm beyond the ice wall Floating island. A floating mass of aquatic plants, mud, ranging thickness. Well, so here's the thing. What if... Okay, so if the theory that Disney is tied to all these conspiracies is true. Okay. That'd be sick. And that they've been basically uh, signaling to everybody, like, here's the way things are. Uh, like time travel, right? Um, and I know it's a DreamWorks movie or it's a Pixar movie, but Monsters, Inc. is actually supposed to be about time travel. Each time those monsters go through the closet doors, 
that's considered time travel. Apparently, they're going from the future to the past. Uh, and they are the future of, like, humanity because of nuclear fallout. Hmm. Man, this is... It's like the movie Beetlejuice. Man, this place just keeps getting weirder and weirder. If you email me who said that from the movie Beetlejuice, I will Venmo you $100. <laughs> no, 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 I take that back. I'll Venmo you $5, though. I think 5 is fair. Five's big time fair. So, uh... All science is based on KJV Bible. Hmm. Anubis, Thoth, the moving island. So, I wonder, that'd be pretty crazy if... If all this stuff is true and Disney is just like a fucking hiding in plain sight version of telling people the truth. Then they made a movie about Thoth called Strange World. That seems right. That's wild, dude. And see, these these are the conspiracies that I dig, that I like reading about and like, you know, just overall fucking around with. I don't want to, like, the ones about, like, apparently, so apparently at Epstein Island, there's a fucking painted picture of George Bush sitting in between two crumbled tower Jenga towers, and he's got a fucking paper airplane in his hand. And he's smiling. He's looking like a fucking kid. He's like, cr cr crisscross applesauce. He's sitting crisscross applesauce. Um, but so if so, he's so apparently there's also a painting at Epstein Island that was found. And it's of uh, Joe Biden. And he is sitting like a child as well. And he's got a bunch of wrecked trains around him. Now, I don't know if that one's true. Mm, maybe I'll Google that shit. Maybe I'll Google that ass. Here we go. Uh, Joe Biden painting, painting, sitting next to toy trains. Well, okay, so that's not a true thing. Somebody made that up. But that actual, the uh, the George Bush one, George Bush Jenga. Jenga? Jenga? Um, that's a real picture. That was actually, that was actually at uh, Epstein Island. I wonder how many good... Man, I wonder how many weird fucking paintings were at Epstein Island, huh? Look at this. Check this one out. If you haven't seen this one before, peep that. That was at Epstein Island. That That's a picture of George Bush sitting next to two... Jo I don't know, man. Something kind of spooky's going on. Who knows, though? You know, I want, okay, so let's Google that. We're all over the place today, and I'm kind of buzzing, and I'm feeling real nice. So let's look up 
Epstein Island art. All right. Um, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to do this. Epstein victim is painting. There's. <laughs> There's one painting of Hillary Clinton choking out Epstein in a prison outfit. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if these are them at all. One thing I did see, which I thought was very funny, was like, and this is the one that it's been circulating around TikTok like a whole bunch. It's a, uh, it's a uh, Jimmy Kimmel, and he he's going super hard at Aaron Rodgers because apparently Aaron Rodgers came out and was like, he went on a podcast. I think he went on, um, who's the punter, the retired punter, kicker, Pat McAfee show. He went on the Pat McAfee show. And he said something about how, like, uh, the list of people that went to Epstein Island should be released and everything. And he, he kind of went on a little little bit of a, a rant, which is cool because it's true. The amount of, like, actual celebrities that went to Epstein Island is absurd, right? They shouldn't. From what I've read about it, it's not like there was the casual weekend at Epstein Island where it was like, no, we just like fucked around, like had some drinks, like had a couple really good meals. Jeff, Jeffy baby took us out on his fucking boat. We did a little mahi fishing. And then uh, by that time it was time to take off. I don't think that that weekend existed on Epstein Island. Right. I think that, I think it was more along the lines of like, you're going to come here and you can do whatever you want. It's basically like Westworld here. We except for without robots. So, if there is like a super long list of people that went to there's a fucking picture of Bill Clinton in a blue dress with red high heels on. That's a fun, that's a funny picture. I think that was actually at Epstein Island. I think he just made super, super funny fucking pictures of like all these people who you remember. I remember, I remember being a kid and fucking Bill Clinton being like, I did not have sex with Milan Walensky. I did not have sex with that woman. And then he had his thumb out like this. I did not have sex with Monica Lewinsky. And uh, he sure did, though, you know, which, you know, who gives a fuck? You know, who cares? He probably, well, I guess it's a bad thing because he had a wife. He was, but I don't feel like, you know what, now that all this stuff is coming, coming forward, I don't think that Hillary Clinton was probably a very good wife. To Bill Clinton, you know, was because Hillary Clinton is kind of like a dickhead, right? I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, 
I'm not a political guy, obviously. If you've been listening, we're on a episode 127. Obviously, if you've been listening this long, feel free to shoot us a fucking email. Uh, pnqpod at gmail.com or hit us up on TikTok, SlimeHandClem, or uh, shoot us a fucking DM at official P's and Q's on Instagram. You know that good old thing. But um, I'm not a political guy, but from what I've heard, Hillary Clinton so far is kind of a dickhead, right? Um, and so maybe, you know, maybe she was just such an asshole that Bill Clinton was like, yeah, sure. I'm just going to have sex. He, to be totally honest with you, Monica Lewinsky probably wasn't the only one, right? Monica Lewinsky probably wasn't the only one who, who he, who he fingered, you know, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more into the fucking hollow earth, you know, Megalodon, giant anaconda conspiracy, dude, I saw a video Again, I I always lean on the air. I always lean immediately with this is a real video. Even though deep down in my heart, I know it's not a real video. That's okay. But I saw a video of a fucking anaconda as wide as a kitchen table, like 60 feet long, just cruise next to this dude's wooden kayak and then just go into the bushes. The fact that there's snakes that large, like even even real life anacondas, not even like, you know, a 60 footer or like an 80 footer, but like a real life anaconda. What size? How big? Uh, what's the biggest anaconda? What's the biggest anaconda? OK. Don't do it in meters. World's largest snake, 48 feet. Oh, stop. Has there ever been a 50-foot Titanoboa? Is the largest snake that ever lived, estimated to be 50 feet long and 3 feet wide, dude. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Okay. Let's put that into perspective for a second. 50 feet long. A school bus. How long is a school bus? How long is a school bus? A school bus is 25 feet long. There was a actual snake that lived on earth. That was two school buses long and three feet wide. That thing will swallow you whole. That That's the movie Anaconda. That's a 50-foot snake. Dude, that thing's head's got to be the size of a fucking uh, a car engine. Like, what? 
dude, I got to see this thing. Titanoboa. No, 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 no. Titanoboa is a snake. Okay. So they have like some some renderings of this ass. <laughs> dude. There is a, a bronze statue. A Titanoboa. The biggest certain uh, serpent in the prehistoric world. This picture is a snake with the ass end of an alligator coming out of its mouth. Look how big that is. Oh my goodness. If you're near a computer, Google Titanoboa. That thing is no joke, dude. A 50-foot snake? Like, that thing, if that's prehistoric, that means it was chilling with the dinosaurs, right? So if a Titanoboa was chilling with the dinosaurs, that fucker was eating Velociraptors. It was a 1,000% eating Velociraptors. Oh my gosh, there's one of it. It's eating a fucking Megalodon. Talk about a dream. To see a Titanoboa eat a Megalodon on YouTube? Get the fuck out of here, dude. What's a what's 1.8 meters in feet? What is 1.1.8 meters in feet? I'm assuming a five foot nine person. Okay, so here's a scale of it standing next to a five foot nine. My height, you know, I'm three inches taller than that, but no big deal. I'm six foot, no big deal. Oh, this thing is so much bigger. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. This is the kind of shit that gets me going. I don't need to see Jeffrey Epstein's bitch ass. Hmm. But I do kind of want to see, because didn't, there was a log that came out, right? There was, like, a flight log that came out. Didn't, can you answer me? Wasn't there a person, a, like, a, a flight log came out about Jeffrey Epstein's island where it just said everybody who was there. Am I wrong about that? Am I wrong about that? Let me see. Huh. Let's see. Epstein Island list. Oh, it's the second one down, dude. Watch. This is going to make my computer crash. This will make my fucking computer crash. Uh, okay. Let's see here. But yeah, going back to it. Um, what was his name? That little fucker. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. He was, he just like went in on Aaron Rodgers super coldly. And he was like this fucking psychopath. Why don't you go take another hit of ayahuasca? You fucking pervert. And everybody who saw him make that. Was like, I mean, the audience laughed because I'm sure there was like those little fucking blinking light, light up things that were like, laugh at this. But, um, God damn, he's on there. Jesus, man. Okay. There is the list of people. If, if this is the actual list of people that went to Epstein Island, 
This is crazy. No. God, this can't be true. <laughs> so, some of my favorite guys are on this list, dude. God, no. No. All right. So, Adam Perry Lang. Don't know who that is. Akon. Akon. Convict. I want to make... Oh, that's such a banger. Fuck yeah. Uh, Alec Baldwin. Barack Obama. Ben Affleck. Beyonce Knowles. Bill Clinton. Could have seen that one coming. Bill Hammond. Bill Hammond. That's a guy, right? Bill Hammond? Bill Hammond. Bill Hammond. Oh, he was an artist. And he's dead. He died at age 73. How wild. Hmm. I wonder if he did any of the art on Epstein Island. Okay, let's go back. Here we go. Epstein Island list. Okay. Brian Affleck. Is that Ben Affleck's brother? Does okay. Well, Brian Affleck. Brian Affleck. He looks. Brian Affleck. Brian Affleck's a doctor. Not Ben Affleck's brother. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Okay, so let's get back to the list here. Uh, Charlie Sheen. We could see that one coming. Chelsea Handler. She's a fucking pervert. Chris Tucker. That one kills me. Chris Wagner. Chrissy Teigen. Dude, here's the thing. Is that Chrissy Teigen had like 40,000 tweets deleted after something like Jeffrey Epstein went to prison and then a bunch of fucking of her like super weird, weird, weird tweets got deleted. And then somebody had screenshotted them and just started fucking flexing on her being like, remember when you tweeted this thing about fucking eating a child? That's kind of weird, huh? Uh, Chrissy Teigen is a fucking psychopath. Courtney Love. Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider, that's the fucking owner of the fuck the uh, Washington Commanders. He's a pervert. He's in trouble. Demi Moore. Uh, okay, so Ghislaine Maxwell. Okay, so I'm not... The one that's hurt me so, so far is Chris Tucker. That one... That one... Ooh, I feel that one in my stomach. Um... Gwen Stefani. And the oh, James Franco, James Gunn, both got in trouble for some kid shit, right? James Gunn tweeted something. He was or like he's uh, some James Gunn, the producer or director of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He said something about like he, like, made a joke. He said it was a joke. He was like, it was just a joke. Take it easy. But it was something about, like, fucking children. He was like, I thought it was a funny joke. 
Jeffrey Epstein, he's on there twice. Uh, Jim Carrey, no. Jimmy Kimmel, of course. John Legend. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend went there together. Duh. Duh. Get out of here. Katy Perry. Kevin Spacey. Who we found out. Kevin Spacey got banned from Epstein Island because he went too hard, which is crazy. Uh, you know who I'm glad we missed so far? And I skipped this part just to make sure. But Woody Harrelson is not on this list, and that makes me extremely happy. Because boy, oh boy, would I be upset. If, if, Woody Harrelson, if Woody Harrelson was on this list, I can tell you right now, I would just be like, well, I'm going to shut the podcast down, and uh, that's it for me. That's it for me, right? So Kevin Spacey, he got way too dark on Epstein Island, on Little St. Paul's. Um, Let's see here. Linda Pinto, Lisa Summers, uh, Rothschild, Madonna. Mark Epstein, Marshall Mathers the third. No, gosh, I wish that this can't. I, this can't be true. Oprah Winfrey, Meryl Streep, Paula Epstein, Pharrell Williams. God damn it, Quentin Tarantino. This is just getting worse and worse. Robert Downey Jr. Fuck. <sighs> Seth Green, Sean Carter, aka Jay Z, God fucking damn it. <sighs> Stephen Colbert, Steven Spielberg, Steven Tyler, great. Those are three great ones just to fucking throw. Hey, maybe I'm wrong though, right? Maybe, just maybe. There is the casual weekend on Epstein Island. And that's when the good guys go. Wanda Sykes, Will Ferrell, Will Smith, Woody Allen. That's a no-brainer. Woody Allen fucking got away with, like, statutory rape and shit of his, like, stepdaughter but like or whatever. Dang, dude. Oh, my God. This is a longer list. Oh, God. Oh, nice, nice long yawn in your ear. You're welcome. Uh, Jesse. Oh. Chelsea Handler denies Epstein Island visiting. Yeah, I bet. Oh, I bet. I mean, I guess that actually anybody who's on that is a thousand percent not going to. No one's going to admit to it, right? No one's going to be like, fuck yeah, I went to Epstein Island was sick. <laughs> Everybody who's on this list is like, that's a made-up list. You just you just got unlucky enough that some guy just started hammering out celebrity names along with like a bunch of fucking weird doctors and shit that nobody knows, and then they're like, yeah, Chelsea Handler's on there. We're going to get uh, Courtney Love. We're going to get... Uh, you know, you know who makes sense? Oh, 
join invite to join live you know what let's do this live on the podcast i'm going to accept someone oh they went away do you want to join join in what the fuck i should have said man i wish i would have said yes quicker dang that would have been cool that's like having a guest Dude, I'm looking at the layout of uh, Epstein Island. It's fucking pretty big, dude. 105 million for 105 million measly dollars. You can own an island with fucking all the amenities on it. I'm sure they got a golf cart on there, baby. I'm surprised there's not like a nine hole, like a nice little like par three, a short course on there. It just seems like everybody who owns an island has like a little short course on there, right? And in theory, it's a great idea. Dang, I wish that Marshall Mathers didn't go to fucking Epstein Island. Did M&M go to Epstein Island? Oh, man. This is on the National Post. Shit. The flight logs, which would include records for Epstein's four helicopters and three planes, one of which was dubbed the Lolita Express, spanning from 1998 to his death year. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. I don't, nothing, I just, I just want to confirm or deny that Eminem, the fucking world's greatest rapper, fight me, uh, was, Eminem went to Epstein Island, was it on a chill weekend where there was nobody doing the stuff that everyone's doing? You know, maybe it was just like a cocaine weekend where they're like, oh yeah, like, Jay-Z, Eminem. Fucking Tom Hanks, Will Ferrell, they're all coming by this weekend. It's going to be chill. We're not going to be raping any underagers. Dude, it's just going to be like cocaine and and drinks, you know, with the boys. But that's probably not the case. Dang it. Oh, Kathy Griffin went to Epstein Island. That makes sense. And she, you know, what's the funniest is that she... Like, all these people who are denying it, all the ones who are like, I didn't fucking go there. Don't they say that, like, when people get mad about shit, uh, that's when, like, you can tell they're lying? Oh, yeah. Man, she's like, you fucking nut jobs. I didn't go there. And then she, like, flips off the camera. Cool. Nothing says you didn't go there. You know? Bill Murray, Bill Hammond, Barack Obama, dude. Damn it. Uh, you know what? That's all I need for today. I don't need a... I need to... Is Justin Trudeau on the Epstein Island list? I'm pretty sure people don't like... Justin Trudeau. I've heard his name, but I don't know who he is. 
Who's Justin Trudeau? Justin Trudeau. Okay, well, I can. he's the Prime Minister of Canada. So, I, I mean, that's not surprising. I didn't know that. But he definitely looks like a patron of Lolita Island. Right? But some people are... Some people are up this guy's ass. Why don't why do people hate uh why do people hate Justin Trudeau? Now I can tell you it's pretty surprising that there's a guy named Justin that's holding any seat of power. I will tell you right now, Justin Timberlake, that makes sense. He's a triple threat dancer, singer, actor, right? That makes sense. A name like Justin fits that. But, like, I don't think America will ever, in the history of America, there will ever be a president with the first name Justin. Right? And now I'm going to double check that and make sure. Has there ever been a president named Justin? Just Justin Trudeau. Thank God. Yeah, no wonder people don't like him. Back in the day, he was a handsome fella. He was a handsome fella. You know what? I will say the Canadian flag goes fucking hard. That fucking red and white with the maple leaf in the middle, that shit goes hard as fuck, dude. I'm down with the Canadian flag. I'm down with Canada, dude. I'm down with my Canadian brothers. Being an American... The way that I look at Canadians, whenever I meet somebody who's from Canada, I immediately am like, oh, this is like a cousin of mine. Does that make sense? Oh, this is like a guy that I know really well, no matter what. But I feel like there's no such thing as a mean Canadian. Has there any been, has there ever been um, any serial murderers from Canada? Cody Ledge-Bokoff, one of Canada's youngest serial killers, convicted of murdering three women and a teenage girl around Prince George, British Columbia, between 2009 and 2010. Uh, He was known as the Monster of Miramachi. Dude, those are rookie numbers. Okay. Those are rookie numbers. Come talk to me when you are doing Green River Killer shit. Four people? How many serials? What's Who's Canada's biggest serial killer? Oh, boy. William, Robert William Picton, born October 24th, 1949, is a Canadian silly serial kill, killer and pig farmer. He is su- suspected of being... One of the most prolific serial killers in Canadian history. Well, let's look into that a little bit more. How many people did he kill? How many people did he kill? Why doesn't it just have that? Six counts of second degree? Oh, damn. Never mind. That's way worse than I thought. 
70, like 80. He killed like 80 people. Jesus Christ. Robert Picton is a Canadian serial killer and former pig farmer. He is suspected of being one of the most prolific serial killers in Canadian history. After dropping out of school, Picton left a butcher's apprenticeship to being working to begin working full-time at his family's pig farm. He is believed to have begun his murders in the early 80s after inheriting the farm. Arrested in 2002, he was convicted in 2007 of second-degree murders of six women and was also the subject of a lengthy investigation that yielded evidence of numerous other murders. Picton was charged with the deaths of an additional 20 women, many of them from Vancouver's downtown east side. But these charges were stayed by the Crown in 2010. Picton was sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole for 25 years, the longest possible sentence for second-degree murder under Canadian law at the time he was sentenced. During the trial's first day of jury evidence, the Crown stated... So the Crown is like what? That's like the judge? That's a Canadian version of the judge? During the trial's first day of jury evidence, the Crown stated that Picton had confessed to 49 murders to an undercover agent from the Office of Inspector General who was posing as a cellmate. The Crown reported that Picton told the officer that he wanted to kill another woman and make it an even 50, and that he was caught because he was sloppy. Um, Bill Hiscox called the farm a creepy-looking place and described Picton as a pretty quiet guy whose occasional bizarre behavior, despite no evidence of substance abuse, would draw attention. The Picton brothers began to, to neglect the site's farming operation. They registered a non-profit, they registered a non-profit charity, the Piggy Palace Good Time Society, with the Canadian government in 1996, claiming to organize, coordinate, manage, and operate special events, functions, dances, shows, and exhibitions on behalf of the service organizations, sports organizations, and other worthy groups. Its events included raves and wild parties featuring Vancouver sex workers and gatherings in a converted slaughterhouse on the farm at 1953 Dominion Avenue in Port Coquitlam. These events attracted as many as 2,000 people. Members of the Hells Angels were known to frequent the farm. On March 23, 1997, Picton was charged of the attempted murder of Wendy Lynn Esther, whom he had stabbed several times during an altercation at the farm. Esther had informed the police that Picton had handcuffed her, but that she had escaped after suffering several lacerations. She told them that she, was dis that she disarmed him and stabbed him with his weapon. Picton sought treatment at Eagle Ridge Hospital, while Esther recovered at the nearest emergency room. 
He was released on a $2,000 Canadian bond. The charge was dismissed in January of 1998, so, you know, almost a year later. Months later, the Pictons were sued by Port Coquitlam officials for holding, for violating zoning ordinance. The thing is, is now we're just splitting hairs. They're like, you guys, your parties are too fucking wild. Also, if you've seen, like, these 20 missing women, let us know. They're probably killing the people and dumping them out. Pigs will eat a fucking human. Pigs will eat a human. That's easy. Uh, Oh, here we go. This is where we want to get. So, on February 22nd, 2020. Uh, 2002, Robert Pickton was arrested and charged with two counts of first-degree murder. In the deaths of Serena Opsway and Mona Wilson. On April 2nd, three more charges were added for the murders of Jacqueline McDonald, Diane Rock, and Heather Bottomley. A sixth charge for the murder of Andrea Josberry was laid on April 9th. So in a span of seven days, he gets hit for six murder charges. Followed shortly by a seventh for Brenda Wolf. On September 20th, four more charges were added to the slayings, for the slayings of Georgina Pappen, Patricia Johnson, Helen Hallmark, and Jennifer Firminger. Four more charges for the murders of Heather Chinock, Tanya Halik, Sherry Irving, and Inga Hall were laid on October 3rd, bringing the total to 15. If you were counting, we're at 15 now. Jesus. This was the largest investigation of any serial killer in Canadian history. On May 26, 2005, 12 more charges were laid against Pinkton, for the killing of Kara Ellis, Andrea Barovin, Deborah Lane Jones, Marnie Frey, Tiffany Drew, Carrie Kosky, Sarah DeVries, Cynthia Felix, Angela Jardine, Wendy Crawford, Diana Melnick, and Jane Doe, bringing the total number of first degree murder charges to 27. R.I.P. to those 27 women. That is so heinous. I've had a dream one time where, like, I killed somebody on accident. And it's the worst dream of my life. It's a nightmare. Yeah, it's called a nightmare, Clay. Get it get it together. Uh, the excavations continued at the farm through November 2003. The cost of the investigation is estimated $70 million by the end of 2003, according to the provincial uh, government. And as of 2015, the property is fenced off under lien by the Crown in right of British Columbia. In the meantime, all the buildings on the property except a small barn have been demolished. Forensic analysts prove difficult because the bodies may have been left to decompose or be eaten by insects and pigs on the farm. What did I say, dude? During the early days of the excavation, forensic anthropologists brought in heavy equipment, including two 50-foot flat conveyor belts and soil sifters to find traces of human remains. 
On March 10th, 2004, the government revealed that Picton may have ground up human flesh and mixed it with pork that he sold to the public. Holy shit! Oh. That is so gross, dude. Could you imagine if that is what actually happened? 1,000% there are people like, oh, farm fresh fucking sausages. The best. Only to find, and, but then they they cooked them up. They cooked them up at home and they're like, hmm, that tastes a little weird, huh? Oh, well, that tastes kind of weird, huh? Did it spoil? It must have spoiled on the car ride or something. That's weird. Why does it taste like that? Mm. Ah, we just won't go back. Ew, you were he- you were eating human. You were eating 50-50. Homo sapien and fucking swine, dude. I'm telling you. Other claims were made that he fed the bodies directly to his pigs. Which also... Makes it so he was. You were eating. Oh, gross! If you ever went to the pig farm in Coquitlam in 1996, you ate a human, dude. I hate to tell you. I hate to tell you. If you went to a pig farm and got farm fresh sausage in 1996, you ate human. Damn, what a rabbit hole to go down there. That was wild. Robert Picton, what a fucking nut job. Okay, so back to what I was saying. There are some bad Canadians, apparently. Fuck. Jeez. Why can't Thoth the moving fucking island just be a thing? We all just chill out, dude. Oh, and on Flat Earth, it says that there's two suns. So, if you were wondering... If you're winning, there's two suns and there's two moons. Because the moon that you look up at the, um, up, it changes all the time. Haven't you ever noticed that? Whoa, this fucking, this map's got way more islands. Let's take a look at that ass, dude. Thoth, the moving island, Libris. And then there's just all these islands. That'd be so fucking dope to just like trek across, trek across Antarctica just to find like a fucking Hawaii too with two headed monkeys and shit on it. Dude, get the fuck out of here. That'd be sick. Man, that'd be so dope if just in the next year, like, all this shit came true and, like, the world just turned upside down and everyone, everything we knew about science was just fake. Oh, what a dream, dude. What a fucking dream. But, uh, with that being said, let's get into Let's Talk Tuesday. Um, This week's Let's Talk Tuesday, if you're listening, we're going to do our meditation, okay? If you're with me, we're doing our meditation. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. If you're not, let's close your eyes for a second. We're just going to take 30 seconds today. We're going to take some deep breaths. We're going to take them in. We're going to let them out, right? And we're going to be thinking about the first time you went to a beach. 
Not even the first time. The best time you went to a beach. Right? Close your eyes. Here we go. Meditation leading into Let's Talk Tuesday. Take a night. I can't actually take deep breaths in through my nose, so I'm going to have to go in through my mouth because I'm sick again. Who knew? Uh, all right, here we go. Take a deep breath in for me. Close your eyes. Dude, I remember my first time going onto a beach. That was like my favorite time. It was 4th of July at my grandma's house, Westport, Washington. Let's go take a deep breath for me. We have fat fucking bonfires. It was the sickest shit. (coughs) Excuse me. That ruined it. All my family was there. Everyone was happy. My grandpa was there. My grandma was there. My dad was there. My uncles were there. My aunts were there. My cousins were there. We had a fucking bonfire. It was like 75, 80 degrees. The wind is licking off the fucking Pacific Ocean. The warm sand is crunching between your toes. Life couldn't get any fucking better. Take a deep breath in for me. What a life. You didn't have to worry about anything. You got $50 worth of firecrackers and bottle rockets. You know the party's really going to get started at fucking uh, dusk. when When the sun goes down. When the one of two suns go down. And it's going to be a complete fucking war zone on that beach. Fireworks everywhere. Take a deep breath for me, brother. That felt good, didn't it? Your first time at a beach, man. That's tight. Okay. So, if you're just joining us, and episode 127 is your first episode of P's and Q's podcast, uh, we do Let's Talk Tuesday, which is where questions get submitted via Gmail, P and Q pod at gmail.com, or via our Instagram, official P's and Q's, or via TikTok. Um, I got two from the Gmail, and actually all of them are from the Gmail, but one of them is from the Duke. Paul Garavente. Uh and he's got a good one. Um So his story, gosh dang it. Let me try and pull it up. Here we go. Cuz I was going to try and just remember it, but I'll just pull it up because I'm not that sm- I'm not a sm- the, who says that uh Tom Hanks. I am not a smart man. Um Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, bitch. Okay. So, Paul Garavente. Have you ever been told you look like a celebrity? If so, who? I've been told I look like Jesse Bradford. Bring it on, clock stoppers. Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic. Have you ever been mistaken for a celebrity? When I was at Disneyland about nine years ago, two teenagers thought I was Andrew Garfield. After ensuring them that I was not the amazing Spider-Man actor, they insisted on taking a selfie. 
Somewhere in the world, there is a picture of a 23-year-old me with two teenagers in line at Space Mountain. That's like the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. Could you imagine like being, no, 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 that's not me. And they're like, okay, Andrew, take the picture, please. We won't tell anyone you're here. Like, dude, there's a, there's no way that if you're a celebrity like that, that you're waiting in line, dude, you're fast passing everything. So that's on them. Good way. But, uh, I've never been, I've never been mistaken for a celebrity at all, but, um, I have been told several times that I look like Guy Fieri, uh, the mayor of Flavortown. Um, and then I think somebody said that I look like, uh, somebody said I look like he's an Irish actor. He's in SWAT. He's um, the movie SWAT cast. Uh, Colin Farrell. I've been told I look like Colin Farrell a little bit. But, you know, I haven't been like, I've definitely not been asked to take a selfie with, which is just so fucking funny. Oh, my God. Thank you for that one, Paul. I wish, I wish, I wish somebody told me I look like LeBron James. That'd be sick. Um, all right. So this one is, uh, if you had, if you had to choose one state to defend America versus Russia, who would you choose and why? Paul John Allen. Oh, no, no, that's wrong. No, that's a different Let's Talk Tuesday about John Allen. Okay, well, then where's this? Did I not? Okay, then I have to find the email now. God damn it. I tried writing them down. I fucked myself. Okay, go back. God, I hate email. I'm so, it's bananas how bad I am with fucking... Okay, there it is. If you had to choose one state to defend America versus Ukraine, Russia, China, and all other people that wanted to have war, which state would you choose and why? This is from your friend, General Patron. Okay. General Patron. Must love tequila. Okay. Either way. Uh, if I had to choose one state to like defend America, it would have to be like a southern state, without a doubt, because that's where like ninety percent of our fucking youth military goes. Like, that's where the military gets the military. It's like Texas, Georgia, Florida, shit like that. Probably no, no Florida. You got to go somewhere that's like like I would. Hmm. I would say Georgia. Right. Georgia for sure, but maybe Texas, because no, maybe Texas. Actually, yeah, let's go Texas. I think Texas is a fair bet. I think Texas is kind of where we want to be, right? Because there's hella people, it's a giant landmass, everybody there is 
is fucking packing heat. Um, and from what you do end up hearing, like, you know, a lot of like athletes come from Texas. You, th- I think. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be tight. I would go Texas. I don't know. Yeah. And the next. Thank you, General Patron. Uh, I'm going to go with Texas. So the next one um, is, have you heard of John Allen? The Christian guy who. Okay. Okay, you wrote this all weird. I'm going to skip this one. Yeah, I'm going to skip this one. Hey, if you if you're listening to this, Banawana, B A N I U A N A, Banawana from Cleellum. Read the question that you sent me, rewrite it, and then I'll. Re- it doesn't make any sense. I'm gonna look into this guy John Allen this week, and then I can talk about him next week if you want. But um, ask this question doesn't make any sense. Can you please rewrite it and send it back to me? Um, okay. And then the last one. Ugh. <sighs> this one's kind of a hot button topic. Let's try and get you canceled. Should school teachers be teaching children about pronouns slash homosexuality? Slash any other thing that has nothing to do with regular curriculum. Good luck with this one, dipshit. The Hand That Feeds, Vancouver, Washington. Before I answer this question, I'm going to take a piss. Because I don't have a political answer or any type of bad answer for this. I just have a personal opinion, I think. So I'm going to take a piss. Dude, classic. Okay, so I read that question, and then I go, I'm going to take a piss. And I'm on TikTok Live, and I got banned again. That is three fucking weeks in a row that I have been banned from TikTok Live. And I didn't even answer the question. I just said a question. Let's try and get you canceled. Should school teachers be teaching children about pronouns, homosexuality, Fucking the hand that feeds Vancouver, Washington. Okay, so should teachers be teaching about pronouns and homosexuality? Uh, Okay, there is multiple layers to this question, right? Um, I think when sex education comes around, you know, everybody and their mother and their father did sexual education. Sex ed, dude. It's where you learn about condoms and your balls dropping and fucking girls having periods and all that shit. You learn about the human sex, right? 
and uh, you learn about babies and all all the all the shit, right? And I think in that class, it's definitely appropriate to teach them about like homosexuality and being safe, right? Uh, protection. If you're gonna be having sex with a girl or a boy, as a boy or a girl, doesn't matter. You need to be safe about it because babies aren't the only consequences of unprotected sex, right? That's one thing that is completely reasonable to be teaching children about. That is also a place that is reasonable uh, to teach about kids' pronouns and shit like that, I guess. And that's an I guess because um, she and her and he and him... Those are like the two standards, right? And they and them. That makes sense, you know. Uh, Z and Zay, Zim and Zer, and and this is this is the same. That's made up, right? Like that's going so far out of your way to like. Um, imagine that that you're going out of your way F- fuck it i don't even care cancel me let's see if i can get canceled you're going out of your way for attention at this point oh actually my pronoun is zay what you're either a he or a her or a they or a them or i'm gonna call you dude because i call girls dude and i call guys dude but I don't know if it's like teaching that to elementary school kids seems pretty absurd to me. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a legitimate waste of time, right? In a classroom setting, if parents want to teach their kids about pronouns, that's fine. You can teach your kid whatever you want in your own home. That's fine. And this isn't like a fucking homosexual bigotry fucking anything like that right i don't i don't care i think anybody should be able to love whoever they want and they should be able to get married to whoever they want they should be able to have kids with whoever they want but i can tell you this right now kids over in china and kids in russia and any other like world global superpower They are not teaching kids in school about pronouns. They don't give a fuck. That should make us kind of nervous. Right? That we're softening a little bit the next generation of kids. Because there's fucking videos online of fifth and sixth graders in in China who are like coding web pages and shit like that. And from what I've heard that like the next generation of warfare is going to be cyber warfare. And that's not far fetched. That makes sense. Right? Why deplete why deplete lives and money towards uh killing, you know, other in sending military and doing all that, like all that money that goes towards military. Imagine if China just shut off our power grid. Boop. They could have anything they want. Give us our power back. 
Imagine how useless like 95% of fucking Americans are without electricity. That's crazy to think about. Like, really, close your eyes and think about it. What would you do if you had no electric, uh, no electricity tomorrow when you wake up? You'd probably be like, oh, that's weird. But with no electricity comes no internet, comes no news, no nothing. No one knows anything, right? And then there goes another day. Electricity also has a lot to do with water. Still no internet, no news, no TV, no electricity, no nothing. Right? Then a third day, then a fourth day, and then a weekend, people are really starting to get concerned. China could turn off our power and watch us tear each other apart. They easily. Easily. And there's backup generators and all that shit. I understand. Like, there's some things that would be able to have power until we ran out of fuel. I mean, what if you can't fuel your backup generators? What What if you don't have enough power stowed in uh, your, your fucking sonar, uh, solar power, right? Solar power gets put into a grid, which I'm assuming gets locked into some sort of... Uh, like converter, right? Or an inverter, I guess it would be. You know, a bank, a power bank. Well, what's that power? You know? When you take that away, it, you're fucked. And that's what, China, like, that's what China's doing. They're teaching their kids about that. They're not fucking worried about pronouns and shit like that. And at the end of the day, I want and like I want everyone to live their life the way that they feel happy about living their life, right? But um, I think you really need to sharpen what's you know between the ears of a child before you try and like talk about the complexity. You're not going to teach a kid about algebra before they know about addition, right? And now you're trying to teach them about fucking pronouns and shit like that. It's just fucking confusing. It's confusing to adults. You know, and then there's this huge group of people who are like, fuck you. If you don't, if you don't, that's also another thing that bothers me like uh, uh, quite a bit is um, me saying this could like, fuck, it could maybe no one ever listens to P's and Q's podcast again. Who cares? Right, because me saying this is uh, the thing about you know like kind of social justice warriors and shit like that. It's if you don't agree with me, you're wrong, which is that's not a that's not a great way to think at all. If you don't agree with what I say, you're wrong. Kids should know about pronouns. They should know about all of this stuff. I disagree with that. You're wrong. And actually, in my mind, right now, as I'm saying this stuff out loud, it's like, fuck, what if what if the numbers of P's and Q's podcast and everything just shuts off? What if there's nothing left? And, and it's just because I went and spoke my mind and said, oh, yeah, that's how I feel about it. I saw a video just the other day of a teacher who was like, there was like 50 fucking pronouns and and she was like a third grade teacher and she's like let's just get something straight zay zai zizim zazer lee lie lay bug 
Like, and there's also, like, pronouns. They're like, my pronoun is bug. No, it's not. You're not a bug. If you think you're a bug, you have mental health issues. That's just the way it is, and that's okay. Tons of people have mental health issues. But the difference between somebody who has anxiety or depression, uh, they... They don't have to, you don't have to like coddle them or anything like that. They just deal with it on a day-to-day basis. And I know a lot of people, um, I know that a lot of uh, transgender people suffer from depression and shit like that, right? Uh, And that's terrible because depression is a fucking beast. I've dealt with depression. It sucks. Fucking, it's terrible. Depression is weird. It's like having a fucking... It's literally like having a wet blanket around you all day. It's hard to smile. It's hard to feel good. I've been there before. Um, But they think that maybe transitioning or doing all of this stuff is going to make them feel better. And I'm pretty sure the statistics show that it, it doesn't. And suicide rates are super high. In 2023, in 2022, in 2021, right? You know, like, I think that this whole entire, um, I don't want to call it a movement because that feels wrong. Because it's not like a movement. It's something that should be recognized. Like, transgender people should be recognized. If you are a woman and you think you want to become a man, you should do it as an adult. And if you're a man and you want to become a woman, you should do it as an adult, right? If you can buy liquor, you should be able to make that decision. If you can go to war, you should be able to make that decision. That's fine. But the whole idea of allowing children to make these decisions, these huge life-altering decisions where they want to have hormones or um, testosterone pumped into their body when it's not naturally there is, in my opinion, and I'm not trying to sound like a dickhead, but it's a parent's issue with not allowing their kid to feel uncomfortable. Being a young preteen, teenager, late teenager, those are such confusing times. Like mentally, there are just so many weird mental hurdles you have to get over as a teenager and a preteen, right? Prepubescent, you're just like when when puberty kind of starts for you, like that's a fucking issue, right? And my dad used to make us chop wood, right? When we were acting like little assholes and puberty was clearly coming in hard and testosterone was just coursing through our veins. He'd be like, quit acting like an asshole. Go cut wood. And we would. We would cut wood, and then we would drag it across our lawn, and then we would stack it. And that it was a good way. You know, you'd just burn that out. But I think that nowadays, when a 10-year-old goes to their parents and say, I don't feel comfortable in my skin. I want to be a, the different gender, so boy or girl, right? And the parent goes, we're going to get this figured out for you. 
when realistically maybe they just need to talk to them and work with them and do stuff with them. I mean, sit here and tell me that the parents that are doing this shit for their kids are really, really, really applied parents, right? I just don't, I can't really believe that. Because you should at least be able to have the conversation saying, hey, if you're a boy and you want to dress like a girl, that's fine. Please do it. Do it. I don't care. Um, but I'm not taking your testosterone away and giving you hormone therapy. Now, and when you're 18, be my guest and I'm going to love the shit out of you. If, if my son Bo wants to be a girl when he is 19 years old and he starts making the transition... I'm going to love him just as much as if he didn't. And the same goes for Lucia. Absolutely. But I I just can't sit here and say that that can't be a conversation, right? Before you just go, we're going to go find a doctor. He's going to get the thing and we're going to get the ball rolling. It's like that show, I Am Jazz. There was a show on TLC. It's called I Am Jazz. And it's about a little boy who told his parents super long ago, I feel like a girl. I want to be a girl. Please let me be a girl. I want to be a girl. I'm going to be a girl. I need to be a girl. And his parents were like, okay, let's do it. And they started him in on hormone therapy. So fast forward, he's like 13. Now he identifies as a female. So she is like 13. Her name is Jasmine. It's a show on TLC. She looks like a girl. She has long hair. She has very feminine features. And the show is like, you know, six, seven, eight seasons long. And so by the end of the next season, the most recent season that I saw, Jasmine goes and gets the bottom surgery, right? And it starts with consultations with the best doctor in America for this particular surgery. He goes in, he looks down, he says, well, the problem is you blocked off your testosterone before it can produce anything. Your balls haven't dropped and you got a tiny little wiener. And the issue with that is, is that we need to take your wiener and turn it into a vagina. So there's two options here. We can push your wiener in and then take your your asshole and knot it in in and put it in half, right? So one half is where poop comes out and the other half will be your vaginal canal. And they end up taking that option. And it's horrific. The stitches rip open. I remember in the episode she fucking just ends up having to go back to the hospital in the middle of the night because she shit goes south quickly. And then they say, okay, like they come back and they go, it's two weeks later and my surgery is starting to really heal up. Blah, 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 blah. The last I saw the girl Jasmine from the show TLC, uh, from the TLC show, I am jazz is dating a girl now. Now, if we reverse like 10 or 11 years when she was a boy and wanted to become a girl, as a parent, couldn't you have had that conversation that says, hey, if you want to dress like a girl or do feminine things or you want to do figure skating or you want to play, you know, if you want to do girlish things, be my guest. You want to dress in high heels? You want to put makeup on? Be my guest. That's fine. I'm going to love you no matter what. And then you get through that confusing time in life as a boy and you go, 
that was a weird phase. That was a strange phase of life for me. Because now I like girls. Because now she likes girls. Right? And I know that's like a super long, drawn-out answer for, do I think that... No, I don't think that teachers should be teaching about pronouns. I think homosexuality, I think all sorts of stuff... Uh, in sex education when it's an appropriate time to be teaching kids about stuff like that for sure but third second first fifth grade like this stuff is you can you can teach it at home parents should be able to teach it at home if your kid is curious about it hop on the internet Because if you're uneducated about it, just hop on the internet. I'm uneducated about it. I wouldn't know how to start this conversation if my daughter came to me and was like, well, what's Zay Zim? I'd be like, I don't fucking know. But for you, I'll figure it out. And I'll learn about it. But in in a school setting, you know, they don't teach you how to fucking, how credit cards work, right? They don't teach you, you know, They don't teach you any, like, they need to be teaching stuff that you can apply to life. And notice how I said uh, apply to life, not American life or North American life, right? Just to life. Because the future, if this is what we're focusing on with our youth, sure, it's progressive and it's thoughtful but it's not what the people who maybe don't agree with North American culture are doing so people who don't want to be around us and don't like the way we do things and hate us for the way that we do things they're not doing this over there They're preparing and teaching them for the future. And I just think that's probably the way it should be. So maybe this will get me canceled. Maybe no one ever listens to P's and Q's podcast again. I really have nothing to lose. I truly have nothing to lose. I got a great job. I got a beautiful wife. I got two beautiful little kids. And if I get an email that says, I'm never listening to your fucking podcast again. Great. Who gives a fuck? But I can tell you right now that uh, keeps and hey, maybe you uh, maybe you want to challenge it. Maybe you want to email me more about this. P and Q pod at gmail.com. Send it. Send me your thoughts. Because, you know, when I read this question earlier, I was like, oh, I don't want to read that. And then I thought about it. I was like, fuck it. I should read it and I should answer it. Why wouldn't I? Why tiptoe around that? Yeah, you know, I think kids should be doing that. No, I don't. Sorry. Being a kid, you should be fucking... I saw a fucking uh, news article, and it was some mom who had a... She had a picture posted on Twitter, and she was like, my eight-year-old drew this, LOL. And it's a fucking... It's a picture of a devil, and it says, like, Carl... Carlson, Carlson, Tucker Carlson, I'm assuming is 
in it in it super childish writing with a crayon it says i'm not leaving my room until president biden gets tucker carlson sent to jail and then she was like lol she hasn't left her room she hasn't eaten she hasn't spoken she hasn't done anything like that okay for one if you're not doing that for internet clout and that's actually happening in your home you fucked up as a parent you completely dropped the fucking ball an eight-year-old shouldn't know about politics. An eight-year-old should be imagining fucking what it would be like to fly on a dragon or coloring or sports or f- fucking drawing or playing video games. Whatever it may be, a kid should be doing kid shit. And this isn't kid shit. Teach about pronouns in high school, I guess. If you have to do it, teach about it in high school, middle school, I guess. But I can tell you right now, one thing that, you know what we should be teaching elementary school kids? We should be teaching them about confidence. We should be teaching them that what other people think doesn't fucking matter. That's what we should be doing. We shouldn't be coddling children and being like, if this person uh, feels this way, you have to also feel this way. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm going on a rant forever. The Hand That Feeds, Vancouver, Washington. You got me all jacked up, brother. It's 10, 15 p.m. I got to go to bed, man. Here I am going on this rant. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's my answer. Um, yes, teach about homosexuality and safe sex, for sure. That's absolutely something that should be taught as soon as sexual education comes around. Pronouns? No. No. If you want to learn that at home, learn it at home. Teachers should be keep teaching kids about confidence, about not giving a shit about what people think about them. Do you know how many people I still talk to that I knew from high school? Maybe five. Middle school? Zero. Elementary school? Zero. So if you wanted to call me... Uh, you, you know what? My nick, One of my nicknames in uh, middle school and fucking uh, elementary school people call me gay clay because it rhymed and i didn't give a shit because my dad was like who gives a shit are you gay no then who cares who cares fuck we need to fucking toughen up i mean i know that sounds fucking so stupid but for real god damn all right i gotta go uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you got any questions, pnqpod at gmail.com at its Instagram, official P's and Q's. And don't forget to hit up TikTok, Slime Hand Clem. Other than that, thank you guys for listening. Uh, sorry it got so heavy there at the end. <laughs> All right. Love you. Some of the river you stop and you hold